Welcome back to the next iteration of WNC Behind the Beard. And we come to you live from Chateau Anderson behind the power of our paper mache microphones. My name's Patrick Pohl. I'm joined as always by the Anderson twins, Lewis and Mike, and Carson Jones chiming in from, well, the cheap seats. Guys, we got one week down. Um, I'm a little sad. I won't deny it. I'm a little, little bummed about our performance with ACR and and uh, I know you guys got to see some good football, but one thing I'll say, gosh, is it good to have good football going again? I mean, it was just such a doldrums there between basketball and, and football. And no offense, Carson, but just, <laughs> there is another sport. Into it. There is another sport between those two. <laughs> I'm just not there. <laughs> no, I understand. There's nothing like football. Oh, man. I tell you what, I know you're disappointed you drove to Forsyth and lost. At least you didn't drive six and a half hours and lose. <laughs> well, that's true. But you did play the University of Alabama. Oh, geez. Geez. We'll get it. We'll get all into that. We'll get deep. But but it was a good week for football. It was. It was nice. Great to be back in the stands, yelling at referees, everything else. It was fun time. Yeah. Did you yell at any refs, Mike? No, so... Not really. Just maybe once at the Owen game. And I, I made up slack for him, though. Nice. And then at the Christfield game, maybe, maybe once or twice. I didn't do a lot of yelling. Um, you know, to, I, I will, to give the listeners some background, before we started, Mike was like, Lewis, do you got um you got a cold or anything? He's like, no, I'm still hoarse from Friday night. So <laughs> Indeed. So that's, that's, that's where we're at so there, far. There's, there's nothing like an inadvertent whistle to call a touchdown back. I, you know, Pat mentioned we're uh, at the Chateau Anderson. You, you, you know why, don't you guys? I, I did hear rumors, and I talked to one of my contractors. And but go ahead and fill us in. Agony. They're finishing the helipad at Pat's house, I, indeed. And yeah. the construction is too too loud for us to be there. Right. Agony. So is that is that almost complete, or you think they're going to continue working on that for a while? If or? you want to call a downstairs bathroom a helipad, power to you. It's that's the hel- all that's happening. What I understand is the helipad followed by the Olympic size swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> and the way you've heard, Carson? I have a backyard I, I that's have, about the size of a postage stamp. The, the, the crazy part is they're going to have to add trees so that you know, people don't get pictures of Pat you know, in the Olympic pool and Agony. swimming and stuff. Your helicopter, I mean, is it a, what, does it look like the Magnum PI helicopter? There's a toy helicopter somewhere in Brendan's room. That's about the only <laughs> helicopter I can offer you, gentlemen. He helicopters to the airport where he jumps on his private plane. Yeah. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, well. So uh, all of us ended up at the Inca Owen game. Carson, Pat Lewis, and I. So that was fun times. Yeah, and, and actually, a, a viewer question come in from that game, Carson. They want to know, like, are you a big time squ- swimmer or what? Because like the length of the hair on your legs. Do you shave them or what? <laughs> wow. I've never. I've never. Wow. I've got blonde hair on my legs, but I never. I've never thought that. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, to the viewer, um, I will work on growing facial hair and better leg hair as well because I don't, I don't have either. Um, but I will say that you know, watching Inca just absolutely take it to them did make the hair. What little hair I had on my legs did stand up. So. Well, when you get to puberty, it will help. So. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Oh man! So we did. Uh, we did have some pick'em results from last week. And, who's uh, who's in the lead so far, Lewis? Uh, that would be you, Carson. Okay, Carson. Carson it's nice in. being yeah. on top. Six and two for Carson. That's... I'm pretty sure his brother Landon made all the picks. He probably won't admit to it. Shout out to Landon and Todd, my my uh, secret advisors. 
Um, but I will say, you know, Pat finished with a strong five and three. Right. Pat, Pat did. I will give Pat credit. Pat um, made a pick that he was able to fully jump a game on all of us. And, and he, now, did, he didn't even know the other team. Let's just be honest. <laughs> but he, but Pat stuck with his heart, and that's in the mountains. And Pat picked Irwin over Daniel Boone. I did. And, and I tell you what, boy, does he look like he knows exactly what he's talking right, about. Right, and I he, do. I do, do know what I'm talking about. And then we had Lewis at four and four. And then Mike at three and five. That so. just that just confirmed what everybody else already knew. I'm an idiot. Yes, so. a lot of improvement for Mike. Um, I'm probably can only go down, and Pat and Lewis <laughs> are are going to be battling there um, to take me off the top. All I can say is a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That's right, and I'm fine to take that. Mm. That's that's perfect. It's exciting stuff. So luck, uh, luck over skill any day. I'll take it. Yeah. A win, hey, a win's a win. Right. It doesn't matter if you win by one or a thousand. A win's a win. I'd, I'd trade it all if ACR had gotten the win. Yeah. Well, speaking of ACR, let's talk about uh, last week's games. Uh, Carson, you want to start off with a little Asheville Tuscola recap? Yeah. So, as you mentioned, I wasn't, um, I didn't attend the game or anything. I, I followed with some Twitter updates as much as, um, as much as I possibly could while I was at the um, Owen Inca game. But it seemed to me that, um, I had predicted that Asheville was going to run away with it. I, you know, just from gathering information on the Tuscola scrimmage, um, they didn't look that strong. And of course, I, to recap, Asheville did win 25 22. Asheville won 25 22. Um, but to get to that, you know, there was a couple points where I, I saw notifications and I thought that Asheville was ready to break away. And it did seem that Tuscola hung around. Um, and I will, th- you know, Looking back at just the stat lines, and like I said, you know, not seeing video, just stats and stuff, it looked like running back um, from McDowell, Josh Ellis, um, it looked like he did make a massive impact in the game. I think he had four touchdowns, 100 and, 143 yards rushing, 38 yards receiving, and four TDs. Sounds like sounds like someone um, ate his Wheaties that morning for breakfast. So, um, But then you can, you know, Noah Shaw, who arguably is going to be the best player on the field, and m- Besides next week against Providence Day and majority of the games that they play this year, he had an interception, and then um, Tuscola was driving. I saw a video late in the fourth quarter, um, and he caused a fumble to help seal the victory for them. So, as you mentioned, I don't, I, you know, from Asheville, I would imagine that they would say it probably wasn't their cleanest game that they've played. I'm sure that there, there were some things that they wanted to go differently. Um, but I do think that they're not never going to apologize for a win. But but you you expect that the first four weeks, right? Yeah, non conference games. You're not really used to the opponent. You you you're, the offense is always the one that struggles to get going. Yeah, and, and for Josh, I mean, talk about an impact player for McDowell. Immediate impact. We were talking about earlier in the season. He's joining a, a very good backfield from last year. Uh, but he he come in and immediately took that role over. And let's give some credit to Tuscola. They got Crompton as their head coach. Obviously, probably knows a little bit about football. Got his guy and quarterback in there that he's worked with. Um, he's worked with to what capacity, we don't know. Um, but they've worked together, obviously. And, um, and you know, I'll, I'll say going to Tuscola, I mean, probably not the easiest environment to go to. I'm sure they were fired up, ready to go. I mean, the whole town shows up for the game. The whole town shows up. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I would like to have seen um, the score look a little bit more lopsided, but... Um, I'm not going to apologize for my Cougars getting a win. So how, still... how do you feel? How confident do you feel about your pick for Asheville to win the conference now? Well, um, 
It's a good question. I, I, I still, I still feel good with them because of what happened in the other games, which we will get to. Um, but I, I've heard a lot of expectations on their quarterback. He's young, um, but I've heard that he's a sophomore, sophomore, sophomore quarterback. Um, but I've, I've heard a lot of good things about his playmaking ability. Um, and, and I, I'm confident in him that the, he's got the right coaching and personnel around him to, to be able to make those plays that it's going to need to win conference championships. So I'm, I'm still in on them. Um, I got the Cougars. I got the Cougars still winning. Do I feel as good as I felt last week? Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I would like to have seen the score reflect a little bit differently, but there was, there was parts where I was like, you know what there, I think I texted you guys. I was like, they still could blow them away here. It was 25 something um, in the third quarter. And then, you know, Tuscola kept hanging around there. Tuscola kept coming back, kept throwing punches. Um, so I, I think that it's a little early um, for me to jump ship. Um, so I'm still going to ride with my Cougars. I'm interested to see Tuscola. 10-2 last year. Yep. Uh, tough game with Asheville. Can they can they rebound? Will they still finish, you know, top of their conference, make a good playoff run? I think this bodes well for the story for this year for them. I, yeah. I, I mean, going up against a powerhouse like Asheville, I think they are going to have a really good season once they go to conference. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, I agree. It can't. It certainly can't hurt them. Um, I'm actually not all that surprised about the Asheville result there. What I saw on the scrimmage, I think I, I shared that with you. Yeah. I'm not necessarily anti-Asheville. He said he hated him earlier. I did not say anything. He, he did not say that. You're making my head hurt. Just kidding. But what I saw them against Dorman, I mean, obviously you all have pointed out to me ad nauseum at this point, is that Dorman is literally an NFL football team that showed up for that scrimmage and Asheville didn't have a chance. But just based on what I saw, you know, I didn't see quite the cape on Asheville that I was expecting to see as far as a superhero team. But, you know, going like we've alluded to, the first four weeks, and I think Pat can attest that, you know, Coach Laws at Reynolds, they really want – to put their kids in different positions to win games differently. And so I think that when you play a meaningful game, I mean, if, you know, if they would have went out and played just some team, team, you know, in that's not very good, not very talented. It's got 25, 30 players. Um, I think that Asheville wouldn't be as tested as they would late in, late in the season. So um, I think that there's something to winning games early in the year. There's winning different types of games that we'll get into, but um, I'm excited to see excited to see them moving forward. So uh, Lewis Carson and I met up at the Inca Owen game. Lewis, you want to kind of talk us through uh, Inca Owen? Well, well, start with what was the score of that game? 37-14. I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but going into half, one and a half yards short of Owen taking a two point lead going into half, lost our best running back. Uh, I, w- I would say biggest that, – that was a disappointing game for the Owen side. Uh, a lot of hype going into the game. Inca proved to be the better team that night. I definitely was drinking your Owen Kool-Aid. Right, as you should have. Uh, but I would say struggles with discipline and struggles on the offensive line uh, really hurt Owen. Uh, Owen, offensive line, great engaging, did not drive anyone off the ball to open up the run lane. If you're going to be a running team, hey, you have to create lanes. I did not see that whatsoever. Also, over 150 yards of penalties. Ouch. You're never going to win a game that way. I, w- I would say Inca going forward, probably going to have a mediocre to poor season. 
just based on the coaching decisions, when to pass, when to run. Hey, the, the run was working. They still kept the passing game going, and it really hurt the team going into the half. Well, just to put it in for the listeners that weren't there, you know, they were dominating the line of the scrimmage. They were running the ball at will, and it just seemed that they would still pass the ball two times to one. Which which allowed us to score twice. And so their 14 points, one was off of a pick six, and then one was off of a um, a quarterback that's not a mobile, not a running quarterback. They they tried a option play with him. Obviously, it was busted from the beginning. He looked very uncomfortable, and he he threw the ball to no one. He pitched the ball to no one, and an Owen player picked it up and ran 15 yards for a touchdown. So, um, if you know Dalton Sims, a senior running back for them, uh, if they would have just if they would have fed him 40 times, he probably could would have had 300 yards. But um, I I'm with I'm with Lewis. Uh, coaching decisions were were kind of what I took away from there. They looked like they were going to pass like the Kansas City Chiefs. And while they were running, they were running. It was one run, two passes. Two run, two passes, one run. I mean, they're, they're starting running back 6.8 yards a carry. Yep. Why would you not just feed him every play? Yeah, you got to feed him the ball. And so, um, but I, I'm with Lewis. You know, there was, uh, I will say, sitting, I sat on the Owen side. Um, I did feel some positive energy from their coach. There was one time where, um, I don't know exactly what the player did, but he had the player. Um, he got pretty, pretty upset with the player. Had him doing push-ups on the sideline, and that, that's when he fumbled the ball. Yeah, oh, fumbled the ball. Okay. Um, and can we, I mean, let's be honest. Can we talk about the inadvertent whistle, call back, touchdown? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had a touchdown. The refs were on top of their game. Oh, um, no, I've never no, seen, sir. I've no, never sir. seen better. <laughs> so they, there was a, uh, it was a pitch, it was a handoff to the right side, yep. and. There, I want to say an Inca player. I think they were thought they were doing the two hand touch that Owen had played in the scrimmages. Yep. <laughs> so an Inca player touched the Owen player, and um, when I say touched, I don't know if he touched him, but there was a whistle, and this, <laughs> and so the you know everybody kept playing, and this guy broke it back out to the left side. Everybody's still going on. Everybody's still trying to tackle the runner. He he breaks it off for a touchdown, and you know the we got the ref on the far side on the Inca sideline comes out, waves it off, brings them all back. Um, I wasn't upset about it, but it was a definitely a questionable call. I think that's when I lost my voice. I believe that the only coach should have made that referee do push-ups. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. I, I would really welcome that. <laughs> now, I'll say this, gentlemen. I wasn't at that game, but I know a lot of these players, obviously, having been a coach on the team with a lot of them growing up. So there's some athletes, and they're not all following the yellow brick, yellow brick road over there at Anca. They're – you know, they're making some changes over there. It's not just a dream, and I think some good things. I think we talked about I, it last I will, week. I will say one thing coming up. They have 50 players yeah, on the Yeah, I was just going to say that. Team. You were saying that last week. They got 50 coming up, so, you know. Maybe Inca's, Inca's going to turn the corner. And I will, that was my first game at Inca that I attended, and I'm, I'm going to have to give a shout-out to their crowd. It was a – I know it was home night, opening night, um, but, you know, with their, with their crowd um, – I hope it stays like that for the entirety of the season, but they did have a good showing um, for, for opening night. I thought it was great seeing people out in the community that comes out and supports high school kids. Um, I think there needs to be more of it. I don't know what people are doing on Friday nights, but they need to get out to the get out to the field and support some, some young athletes. Absolutely. So uh, we'll talk just a minute about the uh, Christ School Louds game. Christ School traveled down to 
Moultrie, Alabama. Georgia. Moultrie, Georgia. I sent these guys a picture. When uh, Lowndes comes, comes out on the field, they go arm in arm, and they stretch not just across the field, but across like the, the yardage where the players can stand on the sideline, along with about 10 in the front of that. It really looked like, let's see, it really looked like a uh, the Russian Red Army taking on a revolutionary war militia. But uh, it, it was, it was, it, we had a chance, like Lewis saying, we had a chance to go up fourteen three early in the game, and uh, it didn't work out. Quarterback uh, unfortunately threw six interceptions in the game and lost a fumble. And lost a fumble. You, in reality, you're not going to win, especially against a good team with six interceptions. Seven, seven turnovers, you're not going to win a game. Yeah. Well, well, they recovered the fumble. Oh, okay. Okay. So, it was tough, but you know what? It's an experience that a lot of these kids aren't going to have. They traveled. They stopped at Mercer College, did a walkthrough, stayed at a hotel, you know, hung out as a team, um, and got to play, you know, some of the best football in, in the area, some teams, you know, a team that's really good down there. Uh, and it's only going to make them better as the year goes on. We came out of there healthy, and I think that's big, you know, as deep as they were, we are not. And uh, unfortunately, we had a we had a situation where they scored, and we came out with three and out. They got the ball right back, scored again. Then we threw an interception. So our defense has been on the field for an entire quarter, and they're I mean, they're done. They're gassed, and we just weren't able to keep up with them. Did what was the score after the first quarter? Did you know, Christ School have the lead? We didn't. I think they had just taken the lead, eleven to seven. Okay. But the first quarter, um, I watched. I watched the game on live stream, and just for the listeners' perspective, um, it was very competitive the first first quarter. And I think if you go back to last week, I think Mike almost predicted that um, eleven versus eleven, it was going to be very competitive, but depth would be an issue. I know at one point Mike texted me, and um, and we try not to bring our sons in, sons into this too much, but you know Luke's the center at Christ School, and. Um, he had one point. Did he face five nose tackles? Four different nose four, tackles. Four different nose tackles that he faced up against. And so, just to kind of give you a look at, you know, their announcers, you know, looking at their sideline. I think they said there was ten thousand people um, on the lounge side. Um, there was ten thousand lounge fans there, and on their sideline, the announcers said there was. N- they would not be surprised if there was a thousand people on the lounge sideline between the training staff, medical facility, and um, and all of the coaches. Their coaches looked like a team in itself, to be honest with there you. There was a ton of them. So it was 7-3 after the first quarter, and then Lowndes scored 29 in the second quarter. Okay. And then it was an even <laughs> game after that, 0-0 third quarter, 14-14 fourth quarter. So we had the opportunity to go up 14-3 there in that first quarter. and that I mean, I'm not sure it's a game changer. If you throw six picks, you're probably still going to win. That second quarter killed us. We played a much better second half. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. That, game one. That's the growing period for that first game. Well, you got a freshman quarterback, and you just put him in probably the, the biggest stadium with the most heat and the most adversity he's going to face all year. I did think it was cool hearing the praise about the, um, you know, just the different athletes that Christ School had there. I think when the announcers mentioned that Khalil Conley, wide receiver um, at at Christ School, who was the was he the MAC Player of the Year when he was at Asheville High. Yes. So MAC Player of the Year, Khalil's fantastic athlete, unreal baseball player. Um, he is committed to go to North Carolina and play continue his football career. Um, they had mentioned that he was clocked at 22 miles an hour during a um, 
they're at a Carolina football football camp, which is is pretty special. Pat, and, can you run twenty two miles an hour? I can't run any miles an hour. <laughs> this this does not run. This no. barely walks. No. But but you know, and then uh Caden Jones, Alabama, um Alabama commit was making plays all over the field and and I, he did not look overwhelmed in the least bit. But it was it was pretty fun watching them. I know that um I know that Mike, you know, wasn't the result that you wanted, but it, it's like we've all said, we're sitting here, I'm sitting here with three three different um three different fan bases that all three lost. And I think we can all, you know, take experiences and it's going to be a long season guys. Indeed. So Pat, three of us picked Reynolds to win and, uh, you guys let us down. Can you let, tell us what happened? Uh, hold on. Who, who picked West Forsyth? I think that was you. That was, oh, that was you, and, you and your hating life against Reynolds. <laughs> you just dialed it up and because of spite, but let's, uh, yeah, Reynolds went into that contest clearly the favorite in that in that matchup, and you know, in all honesty, from what I saw, they should have won. And I'll say this: um, the skepticism about the defense being decimated by the departure of Deshaun Stone and Russell Barnett, De- Deontay Fountain, um, didn't you know? I mean, th- th- there's clearly a loss there, but the, not much. I mean, they bend, but they did not break at all. That defense, Brian Craig had them ready to go. And uh, they demonstrated that before, and that's a great um, picture you painted there, and that's good times. So, um, I thought they did well there on defense. Their I defense think. definitely. I mean, you give up eight points. You yeah, know, yeah that's, that's a, a great. Game. That's a great job. Great, mm-hmm. fantastic, and I and I will say, Pat was looking directly at me. I had called them out about what they potentially lost, what they did lose on the defense, and I will say. Um, Across Western North Carolina, Brian Craig checked the box off. Their defense came out ready to go. Definitely did enough for them to win. Um, so I, I agree with you, Pat. I was wrong. Um, go ahead and record this. Save this. I was wrong. Reynolds' defense came to play. They definitely gave their team a more than a chance to win the football game. Indeed. They have some athletes over there for sure. For sure. So what well, about what about the other side of the ball, Pat? The offense they have some issues. Uh, well, you know they 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 had um, opportunities. Um, they have some struggles that they have to overcome, and they're going to have to grow up a little bit for sure. They're a little young on the offensive line. Um, you know, and talking afterwards, Brendan stepped up. He owned it. You know, he's the leader of that line, and you know whatever shortcomings may have come from that, he's taking complete ownership of it and uh, taking that on in himself. So I applaud him for that and. Uh, hopefully we'll see some changes and uh, you know and, and he'll do better. We'll see. What's the story on Max? Is is he coming back next week? Is he off again next week? Do you do you have any idea? I have no idea where where he's at with his injury. I don't. I, 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 I mean, can't I, imagine. I, he was I in, imagine if Max is there, he makes up for a point. I I would wager that if he was there, um, not not to take anything away from Jaden, um, who who's his backup. Jaden's a heck of an athlete. Um, but nobody can really fill Max Guest's shoes. So if you take uh, Max and put him in the same environment, he's going to face the same schemes. He's going to face the same blocking, but Max likely runs over one or two other people. I, I can't argue that at all. Yeah. Uh, does it make a difference in the overall outcome of the football game? Um, I think it does. It, it, it might, I, it might. but again, I can't. The, the elusiveness of Max. I mean, he's going to break, like you said, two or three tackles. Maybe break a 40, 50 yard run for a touchdown uh, that changes that game. Now, one thing I'll say to give West Forsyth credit, um, their 
secondary and their linebacker core closed very quickly. I don't know if you all watched that game. They were we all did. over that. Well, so every one of us watched the game. There's not much of a gap there. I mean, if we're being honest, the offensive line struggled as a whole. Uh, so it, yeah, and my so, takeaway so, from watching that it was that you know, and I watched it. I watched it twice. Um, was it high school OT that, that yeah, released indeed, it? Yeah. Which which is awesome that this is now a thing that you can go back and, and watch these games and fast forward it through you know timeouts and whatnot. Um, but I, just from some stuff off the second half, I thought that, um, and this may have been just purely that he didn't have enough time. Um, you know, the line was the line was that weak, had that you know struggled that much. But you know, it's not. I would not expect for linebackers and defensive backs to to close bad if in the second half, if you have 18 pass attempts and three were attempted where the ball traveled over five yards. So in my opinion, it's like in I thought I thought Lewis, I thought he had a fantastic fantastic game catching balls out of the flats. He ran, he played extremely hard. I knew exactly when, you know, when we talked about this last week, I saw what you were talking about. I mean, he's a fantastic athlete, fantastic football player. Um, I would have liked to seen. I know that um, Wesley um, would have liked to come down with the one in the fourth quarter. Um, it looked like you know the video is far away, but it looked like it went through his hands, um, and that would have been one of the pass attempts that were pass that was past five yards. But in my opinion, I just thought they were extremely conservative with play calling in the second half. And I just, in my concern as a spectator, is you've got Max Guest out, who's all everything. I mean, he's a special athlete, special player, kind of, you know, I'm not kind of like Day Day Stone was last year. I mean, it's hard. You just said it's hard to replace a max guest, but that's where, in my opinion, if you got a senior quarterback um, and it, in the line, and you guys know more about football than I, and the line may just make that big of a difference. And evidently it, it, not, you went six and two. <laughs> I did go six and two, but I just, I just feel like the play calling in the second half was extremely conservative. Um, you know, and I, and I know he didn't, I know he, I watched it. He didn't have a lot of time. Um, but I also think that there was not a threat down the field. And I, and I'd heard about how special the Irwin receiver was. I would have loved to see them stretch it out a couple times because we know how high school football well, is. I, I mean, th- there could have think- been a, you know, penalty. There could have been there. You could get a lot of things can. And with their defense, it's like, say he throws a deep pick. It's like their defense was getting three and outs left and right. I, th- I think if Craig had the time to set up and make that throw downfield, yeah, then they would have took that. But they seen early on that the offensive line was getting overpowered, um, that they would not have that opportunity. So they tried to change the game plan up. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Well, the the example of that would have been they did heave it up there on the on the sideline deep to Ty, who was double covered, and the defense decided to maul him. As opposed to letting them have the opportunity to try and go up and moss them. Hey, I'll, take the, I'll take the 15. They got the pass interference got, call, but that's only a 15-yard penalty. Yeah, I'll take so. the 15 all day. Yeah, and that's exactly what their mentality, I think, was with that strategy. So I, I, My one takeaway, and going back, there was a chance down at the goal line, let's kick the field goal. We, we did not do that. And I go back to the Coach Laws interview where he said, we do not coach the kickers. So, I mean, maybe that's something to think about going forward. Well, they have a great kicker. I've seen them kicking in practice and in scrimmages and everything like that. Whether or not they kick that field goal or not, I'm not going to second guess. In a, his in a one point ever. game, I mean, that's, he's a, forgotten more about football than I have. I agree with that. I mean, much better football guy than myself. But in a one point game, you kick that field goal, take the lead. You never know what happens. It, well, it was a 
it was a thing. It was a you know, it was a it was a very close game. Very, it's a defensive battle all the way around. And you know, we were sitting there at the Owen game, and we were getting text updates, and you know, Pat was updating us as best he could while trying to support. Uh, support rentals and it was crazy how fast that game went compared to the game that Absolutely. we were watching we were Jeez. we were in this we were at halftime and pat was like all right start fourth quarter. starting the fourth quarter and we're like what are we doing here because but <laughs> at least we were not at the north bunkin game which we have not talked about longest high school football game ever ever wow so ever. let's talk about that a minute north bunkum first win in 18 years uh I mean, not 18 years. First win in 18 games. Yeah, two years. Yeah. And uh, they, they all I know is I made a trip to Main Street Weaverville on Saturday, <laughs> and that place was buzzing, <laughs> buzzing, <Good. laughs> buzzing. Saw a little little clip of the North Buncombe quarterback on uh, on some social media. It looked pretty good. Yeah, you know, I I heard um I've obviously with me going to North Buncombe, I've still got some very close people that are in and involved with that community and that that program and that program's not been something that's really ever talked about um it's not definitely not something that you would uh you would take pride in um but i will say that that it seems to be that their new coach has got some guys you know rowing in the right direction and and i'm gonna go off of first win in two years um you know they were pretty from what i heard after the game it looked like it was the first win in two years, which I'm, you got to celebrate. You this. have to celebrate, and we're gonna act like you know it's fun to say, "Hey, act like you've been there. Act like you've been there." Those they boys haven't been haven't there. Been there. So, um, do I think that you know? Do I think they're all the way back? Well, I don't know if they were ever there, so I don't think we have to have that conversation. But, <laughs> um, but I do think that um, what they've got going on over there, um, they scored forty-seven points. Love that. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. It was it was the opposite of the Reynolds game. It was a definite uh, offensive battle. Do I love that they gave up thirty seven <laughs> to East Henderson? No, 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 no. I don't. I'm gonna give a shout out to number seventy one, Ben Dupree. Ben Dupree. Watch watching the film, getting ready for this next week, Owen versus North Buncombe. Uh, he is probably their best lineman on both sides of the ball. Okay. He ben Dupree, a, he, you heard it here first. He ben had an amazing Dupree. game. Amazing game. Well, like I said, Mike Mike talked about it. Um, we had a video clip sent in. Um, Alex Rash made an unbelievable play. I don't really know who who to describe that play as, but he kind of spun off of a um, defender, completed the pass. You know, when I was in high school in North Buncombe, we didn't complete passes. So I'm just – when we completed a pass, I mean, shout out to him for that. But then off of a spin, um, you know, I, I think that – um, I love Alex, multi-sport athlete, compete against him on the baseball field. Love what he's doing um, doing over there. Um, and, you know, a special shout-out to Bird Ramsey. He had the ch- chain game fired up, locked in. I heard the chains were an extremely big part of the, uh, <laughs> the of win. The, of the win. Um, but they're not going to have that next week at Owen. We'll talk about that later. So I can tell you that when, when the, the clip we saw, the uh, quarterback, he had those defenders wondering uh, who stopped the rain. Who stopped the rain? That's the question. Who stopped the rain? Who did stop it? So uh, I got to tell you, the biggest surprise, Pat picked it. Erwin beating Daniel Boone. Right? No not, no stats of this game. Uh, no video I've seen of this game. <laughs> no, but from, from what I've seen, it did actually happen. Erwin goes over to Tennessee and picks up the 7 nothing win yes. over uh, – Daniel Boone, and or as a defending state champion. Yeah, defending state champion. Of what classification do we know? Doesn't matter. I called it. No, Pat, I called the winner. Pat was right. We were all wrong. Right? 
I had Daniel Boone by Basking my I had knowledge. Daniel Boone by forty, so I was I extremely okay. wrong. Yes, yeah. I was very Get very used wrong. To it. And Irwin not known for their defense. I mean, never have has Irwin been known for their defense. So no, but one thing that I would like everybody, I've just really appreciated how the Irwin student athletes community has taken this personal on social media, and I just love their interactions and. Um, you know, one of the, one of their uh, one of their student athletes commented on one of our posts and said, "Pat with the W," and that was right? basically very. Right? That was, that's the only way to describe it because it. I I um I was wrong, Lewis wrong, Mike was wrong, but um, Pat was right. right. Pat, how does that feel to just be the only one at the table that knew what you were talking about? Well, I can just tell you that. Oh, I'm basking in the glow right okay. now, and uh, of your I like envy, that. I can feel the envy my way right now. And he he feels and looks like a pregnant woman with the glow. <laughs> <laughs> he is glowing in more ways than one. So uh, oh, yes. the, the Carson tried to make us drink the TC Kool Aid. I wasn't buying it. They they travel up to Boone and lose again. Wataga pulls up the win, thirteen twelve over but, TC. I love it. If you if you lose that game by that close of a margin, I mean, is that a loss for TC? I will, let me mention this real quick. Yep. Watauga lost a lot of their key players from last year. Uh, Robertson returning from what we've heard, everybody that's ever played there. Yeah. And uh, Pat's so, telling us how good they are. That, well, I'm telling you what I saw in that scrimmage. They got a lot of skill. Well, they they've got a lot of skill. Those, they've what? been playing those people for, what, three years now in those yes, positions? Yes, three. With, with that close of a game, does that make this a four-way race in the MAC? Ooh. Well, Irwin won too. I'll tell you what. Irwin's got my Could attention. Be I, Irwin has got my attention. Who would be the four teams? Irwin. Who's the four teams? Irwin, Asheville, TC, Asheville, Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the fifth? Asheville. There's no fifth. North Blanco, man. No, 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 no. Listeners, do not turn this off. Okay, that is that is just do not turn this off. They were predicted for five touchdowns all year. Who was? North Bunker. North Bunker. Oh, for sure. They returned their coach in a preseason article said they returned a ton of production and it was six total touchdowns <laughs> that they returned. So they matched last year's production in week one. But we're talking about we're talking about Robertson. And I would like to to make clear that I challenged TC Robertson. I said that they were the you know, they were cupcake, they were this and that, they're a baseball school. I said if they could compete with Wataga, then they were they could compete. And so I stand here again multiple times. Um, they they competed with Wataga. They did not win. Um, but 13-12 um, in both both styles of offense. I mean, that's Army versus Navy, Pat. So we're just sitting here. Talk about a quick game. I bet that game was very quick. I they mean, were already back to Robertson. We were still at Owen. Yes, yes. So um, we were at Inca anyways. Yeah, Inca. But, Inca so, Owen. Yes. Yeah, so, um, but I do – I think it's exciting because this is the first time where, you know, Reynolds Reynolds is going to be there. Let's not sit here and say that Reynolds is is lost everything. They're not going to have a chance to win conference. They're not going to be one of the better teams. But I do think this is the first year in quite some time where we can say that there's like there's they might a, be a little bit vulnerable. There there there's other teams that could compete with them, which I think is exciting because with what do we? Why would we not want as many teams competing for a championship as possible? No, no, that makes your conference so makes much. Everybody, better. Better. it does. It makes everybody better. Better. So, so uh, real quick, 
Uh, McDowell, RS Central, we all picked RS Central, and they did indeed beat McDowell. So Close game no in overtime. There. Yeah, in overtime. Don't know anything about it. Uh, Didn't watch film. I'm sure McDowell surely missed uh, Josh Ellis, who ran for 138 yards for Asheville. If he was there, they win. Yeah, yeah. with him. Oh, he's definitely. Max Guest is worth more than one point, and Josh Ellis is worth more than seven for McDowell. So. Oh, he was worth 28 this last week. 28 this last week. That is, that is correct. So... Um, so yeah, we don't have much on the McDowell um, RS Central game, but I'm I'm very excited to sit here with. That's the week one recap. We've got week two, and we've got a great slate. Mike, what do we got week two? We do, and so we're going to start with Lewis this week. Lewis, uh, actually, I'm sorry. We're going to start with the. We're going to start with TC East Rutherfordton. Uh, how are you guys feeling about TC East Rutherfordton, Lewis? What do you think? I would say, you know, TC lost an Elbider, 12-13 versus Wataga. East Rutherford trying to build a program back. They did not have a varsity program two years ago. I think TC is going to win this by 35. As strong as they competed against Wataga, uh, Owen went against East Rutherford in a scrimmage. They, those guys wanted to play two-hand touch football. I think TC takes this by 35. No, no problem going into this game. I agree. I'm, I'm with TC. I think it's going to be a solid win. I don't know if it's going to be 35, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's 14 or more. Yeah, with that slow offense, it might be hard to win by 35. Yeah. Go ahead, Carson. I've got I've got TC big. I think that um, just based off of the scrimmage that, you know, the the information that Lewis gave about their scrimmage, I've got Robertson big in this one. Um, they're not going to – East Rutherford's not Wataga. I know Wataga may have lost a lot, but Wataga's a good football team, um, good football program. I've got T.C. Robertson winning big um, this game, getting closed out early. I agree with you 100%. I'm also going T.C. Uh, next game on the slate, we have uh, Inca Pisgah. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I went back and forth on this one a little bit, and I know that may shock some people. Just seeing Inca, you know, quarterback through for 157, two TDs. Uh, I'm sorry, the running back ran for 157 and two TDs. Quarterback was 9 of 15 for 134. I just uh, – I know this may be a surprise pick. I'm leaning Inca. I think Inca upsets Pisgah at Inca this week. I got Pisgah after hearing the, the mill whistle sound one last time. I think they're going to blow – and they blew out Brevard. I think Friday I expect them to do the same to Inca. I'm on the Inca bandwagon here with this one. I think Inca has some athletes that running back Dalton Sims – He's got some skill. Um, Cam Wade at quarterback, he's definitely got some skill. Uh, Sam Waddell on the wide receiver, he's just durable, great athlete. I think you're going to see Anka prevail in this one and surprise a lot of people. I'm with you, Pat. Carson? I got Pisgah here. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with Lewis. I'm, you know, I, I think that from the Inca camp, I think that the Inca may take too much stock in the Owen game. And so um, – not to not to have a ricochet shot at Owen, not to throw any any sideway jabs at him. Just um, do it. Let's go. But but that, that was tough to watch. I mean, that there was, it was they didn't have depth. They um it's a they're trying to build their program up. So I'm not gonna sit here and just down their program. Um they were they, you know, I think they're moving in the right direction. But I think Pisgah's in a little bit different category than um than Owen. And so I've got um, traveling to Pisgah. Is that right, Mike? No, at Inca. Oh, at Inca. Oh, that changes things. I've still got Pisgah by two touchdowns here. <laughs> um, so next up we have the McDowell at Mitchell game. 
I know, Carson, you're a big McDowell fan. Who you got? I've got Mitchell here. Um, I'm just until until McDowell proves to me that they can that they can replace um, Josh Ellis, and they've got um, they've got other pieces that they can rely on to win games because there's an there's an art to winning games, and you you know Reynolds knows how to win games. You know, there's other teams that we've been you know we've been battling it at in baseball. It's Robertson knows how to win baseball games, so you've got to sit here and until it's not easy to win games and especially in football when you play once a week um they're gonna they've got a fresh group of kids they've got kids they've got a running back I think we mentioned their their second string running back which was now their starter after Josh Ellis left he may have may have been out and so they were on their third string so they've got a lot of pieces and a lot of uncertainty um I think Mitchell's just a more established program um, I've got Mitchell winning. Um, I don't necessarily think it'll be a blowout, but I've got Mitchell winning this matchup. I also have Mitchell winning. Uh, last week, Mitchell beat Charlotte Latin, a private school, obviously out of Charlotte, 16-7. Uh, Mitchell, a running team. Chase Duncan ran for 143 yards and a touchdown. Quarterback was a whopping 5 for 9 for 39 yards. Lewis, I think you could throw for 39 yards. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I deferred it. No way. McDowell, no. I, I'm I'm in the McDowell boat. I'm not, it's going to be a tough road to hoe for them this year. I'm also going Mitchell. Well, I think you know McDowell went the distance with uh, RS Central, came up short in overtime, but I think McDowell's going to be too powerful. Th- those corn fed boys up there, I think uh, Mitchell by uh, seven. So you're taking Mitchell. Absolutely. I thought you were just talking about McDowell. No, I was confused as well. No, yeah. McDowell, they, they fell short in overtime, dude. Okay. Mitchell's going to be way too powerful for them up front. They have some big guys. Mitchell just so to, Mitchell's the corn-fed boy. Absolutely. Oh, I thought you were saying McDowell. No, Mitchell. And this is this is total opposite. Mitchell's a 1A team, correct? Absolutely. McDowell, the biggest 4A team in Western North Carolina. But the worst 4A team in as North Carolina. Western North Carolina, true. Now, you all have challenged me on my diction before. And that would be MacDowell versus Mac Dowell. McDowell. Now, when you see the spelling, it is M-C-D, not M-A-C-D. The A is just, it, it, what's the word? It's un, uh, it, it's, it's there, unspoken. you just don't see it. It's McDowell. Some, I'm with, some people, I'm with some people call it MethDowell. It's well, MacDowell. It is, is it MacDowell or McDowell? It's McDowell. McDowell. You play it's, McDowell. It's kind of like Lester and Leicester. You can do it either way. Just don't call it the Appalachian Mountains. You can go both ways here. You can go both ways here, Mike. <laughs> Just don't call it the Appalachian Mountains, Pat. We'll be fine. <laughs> Appalachian, right? That's but how I'm supposed Appala- to say it. Appalachian State. Appalachian. Right, so we've got, Appalachian. Okay. We've got but, but you got. I'm going to go with MacDowell. I'm sorry. No, I'm not going MacDowell. I'm going to say I've got that in my head now. No, I've got it down here. I'm going with Mitchell over, oh, over MacDowell. Okay. No, you, go with your heart. It says go with your heart. Go with your heart. Come on. Erwin, did you write last week? No, I'm not going okay, that way. So it was Mitchell going. all the way. All right, the next one, Pat. This one's for you. North Buncombe at – I'm sorry. Let's go with Lewis. This one's for you, North Buncombe at Owen. Owen, of course, Owen won, lost to Inca. North Buncombe, first win in 18 games. They're fired up. Who you got? So, North Buncombe won their first game in two years and the longest game this Friday, as we already talked about. Owen, despite all the buzz in the Valley, could not handle Inca. D-line was very undisciplined, collecting over 150 yards and in, in penalties. I still feel Owen finds its identity this week and beats North Buncombe. Carson? Wow. Wow. Um, He's going against your album, Martyr. Hey, listen. One of the two. 
I've got. I know love makes your heart feel strange inside. <laughs> you know North Bunker was going to lose this game. <laughs> I tell you what, I've got. Um, you know, I think you've. I think you've. I think you've persuaded me. I've got the Blackhawks big. Um, I think that they. I think that their running game. I don't think there's a s- aspect of football that Owen is better at oh, on this upcoming Friday. And so, <laughs> wow. So, wow, and tough. this is so, wow. so good to be able to to verbalize and to express because I've never been able to say this about a team before. But, but I'm all in, boys. I'm all in, listeners. The Blackhawks have my attention. We have beat East Henderson. Let's take it to the Owen War Horses and let's start two and zero and let's storm Main Street in Weaverville and let's burn this. Let's no, burn no, this let's baby not burn down. The thing down. No, we're not calling for any burning. <laughs> no burning. No burning. burning. No burning. All right, Pat. Who you got? I also am going against the Lewis Anderson Express Train and choosing North Buncombe to prevail and go two and zero. All right. Next, we have a private school game. We have Asheville School traveling to Knoxville to take on Webb High School. Uh, Webb, a perennial power over there in that area. Asheville School coming off a state championship in uh, the the lower tier division of private schools here in North Carolina. Pat, who you got? So, um, looking at the brief uh, research I did at lunch today, um, I think that Webb runs with this one and it's um it's over for the Asheville school. I, I figured you'd take Asheville school since it's Reynolds part two over there. Um no I'm gonna go ahead and take uh Webb over over Asheville school in this contest. All right, Lewis. So I got Webb by fifteen. I think Webb will give all the Reynolds transfers something to think about as they take their long drive back drive back from Knoxville. Carson? Well <laughs> as when you start thinking about a drive back from Knoxville, I will say it's fun to stay at the YMCA sometimes. But um, I've got Webb winning here. I think that Asheville School, um, I think that extra week of preparation they had last week, I just don't know if it's going to be enough. But I've got the perennial power in Knoxville being a little bit too much for Asheville School. Um, and I've got I've got Webb here by a couple touchdowns. Webb did beat Battleground Academy last week, 30 to nothing. Asheville School has not yet played a football game. So I should have mentioned that. I apologize. So now let's get into our games of the week. Uh, we, wants... we haven't gone through everybody yet, have we? Well, we have to go through our games of the week. Oh, yes, I see what you're saying, Mike. Please forgive my interruption. You never picked one, so I just gave you one. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate your sure. assumption. Sure. You know what they say about assuming. <laughs> what is that, Pat? I can't uh, remember. I'll let you tease that one in your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> so Lewis is going to kick us off here. Lewis chose uh, Providence Day, who takes comes comes to town to Asheville to take on Asheville High. Uh, Providence Day one and zero. They won at Bank of America Stadium last week, while Asheville beat Tuscola. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say going into this game, you know, Asheville QB he struggled versus a, an around here average team in Tuscola. Uh, luckily, their fresh transfer from McDowell was able to run his way to an Asheville victory. Providence Day started their season like you already said in. Uh, Bank of America Stadium against a Northwestern football team, a powerhouse from South Carolina. I believe this one will be one for Asheville's one of Asheville's toughest games of the year. I, I do feel like Providence Day wins this by at least twenty-eight. Providence Day is a considered by some the number one team in the state. They're nationally ranked. 
Um, they have four D1 commits to Power 5 schools as well as some others. Also a homecoming for Cairo Skeins. Had two interceptions last week at Bank of America Stadium. And so he'll be back, former Reynolds DB. I mean, that, that accounts at least for a point and a half, right? I won't argue that, but what I will say is that um, – The defense held up. The defense held up. Reynolds defense Re- held up. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to – I'll defend you here. The Reynolds defense held up. Absolutely. So. I don't think anybody said they didn't hold up. Anyway, uh, I'm going with Providence today, running clock second half. I also am going to take Providence Day. I won't make any forecast on any running clocks. I think Asheville has some game, but I do think Providence Day comes away with a big win. So you're taking Asheville, Carson? <laughs> um, I would love to, but um, I'm going to take Providence Day as well. I'm disappointed. I, I really I, thought and, Carson would go out on and a And I will say, you know, just having some having some close people that I respect um, highly on the Asheville staff and – you know, I, I think they know exactly what they know exactly what's coming to town next Friday. And I think that it's you know, to an extent, it's kind of what Laws um you know, what Laws does at Reynolds. It's they're they're really they want their guys to see the best. They want them to play the best, compete against the best. And they know that um I think we've not mentioned they uh Providence Day has the number one offensive lineman in the entire country on their team. Of the 2025 of the class, 20, he's actually the number one player overall in the 2025 class. Overall in the 2025 class, he's as a, well as the offensive lineman. So he's, he's offensive, defensive lineman. He's, he's scary. Yeah, so he um, he's pretty intimidating. I'm sure he'll be a force. Um, quarterback Jaden Davis um, going to Michigan. Wide receiver going to Michigan as well. Um, I think it'll be fun, special athletes to be able to, um, to watch and compete against Asheville. I think it'll be a great experience, but – I don't think Asheville. Um, I think they're going to compete as you know as best they can, but I don't. I don't think their expectations are for them to come up and necessarily they're going to take it to Providence Day. I think they. I think they know exactly what's coming to town, um, but I. I don't think they're going to shy away. I think they're going to try and prepare in this game to be ready for games later in the season. I will mention. I should have probably mentioned it before. Jaden Davis last week 24 of 35 for 499 yards, 5 TDs, no interceptions. Jeez. Uh Jordan Ship, uh, wide receiver, 234 yards receiving. Channing Goodwin had 143 yards receiving. And this was against a was it a small school in South Carolina? No, okay. Northwestern. It was a powerhouse. Okay, powerhouse, powerhouse out of South Rock Carolina. Hill. Yeah. Okay, South Carolina powerhouse. So I just wanted to be paint the picture extremely clear that this is um, Providence Day is playing a different game right now than majority of other teams. And so I thought it was cool seeing the video of the former Reynolds player um, catch an interception in a Bank of America stadium. It's pretty cool. You have a – I mean, catch an interception in an NFL stadium, I mean, I, that's something – that would be like hitting a home run in an MLB stadium. It's probably something that you'll, you know, remember for the rest of your life. Um, I was under the impression that he wasn't going to get much playing time, but obviously he appeared to be playing more than I thought. Yeah, so he, he beat somebody out. He beat somebody out, and I do know that they had two defensive backs uh, committed to Georgia and Penn State. So might have been an injury. I don't know, but it looks like he capitalized on his opportunity. I agree. So second up in our games of the week, Carson has taken Mount Heritage at Irwin. Irwin coming over. They're 1-0 coming off their big 7 nothing win over Daniel Boone. Uh, Mount Heritage 0-1, they lost to Chase 27-24. I'm just going to go, um, I was extremely, extremely wrong. And I've been wrong before, I'm going to be wrong again. But um, but with 
what Irwin did last week, they've got my full attention here. Um, and so I'm going to give them credit where credit is due. Um, Irwin is my game of the week. You've got my eyes all set on you. Um, if if you are the team that what it appears to be, then you're going to handle Mountain Heritage when they come to town, um, and you're going to get the win. And it might not be a pretty win. Um, I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen much. I didn't see any tape from last week, but um, throwing up a zero for – I mean, that's that's not bad. So um, you can win a lot of games when you give up zero points. My, so, my only right. question in that game, and I'm going to go Irwin as well, can they withstand the constant run from Mount Heritage? It appears that, it appears I they mean, can. I mean, I don't, can they be physical enough exactly. for four quarters? Can with they Mount handle it? But for a seven-zero game to me screams physical. So I so I don't know. I'm with you. That's a, that's a question. But all I know is that's my game of the week. You've got my attention. I, I'm going to buy into Irwin as well. Let's but, go. I mean, let's okay. let's see if you can compete with the the biggest one A school out there, Mount Heritage. So okay. Pat, are you uh, you all in Irwin? Or I'm on the Irwin bandwagon oh. as well. I'm taking them as as well. I think they're going to be able to get it done against mountain heritage i do as well uh, i'm really interested to see what Irwin's got this year we we heard a little preseason hype and i think we all kind of wrote it off a little bit but maybe they're the, maybe they're going to be the real deal and if you know if they can compete and we can have four teams in the mac like we talked about that'd be fantastic would be awesome so uh, next we're going to talk about um I'll do my game of the week. St. Joe's Regional is coming from New Jersey, 11 hours away, to take on Christ School. Uh, St. Joe's has not played a game yet this year. This will be their first game, which always bodes well for the team. They're, you know, they haven't knocked the rust off yet. Christ School 0-1 after getting blown out by Lowndes. Watched a little film on this one. I'll be honest, as you guys probably are the same. I know very little about St. Joe's Regional. I know... They have a couple uh, NFL players, and Jason McCourty and Devin McCourty both played for the Patriots. They uh, they played there. Of course, they're not. They will not be playing this Friday. Those are two big name drops for sure, though. Yeah, you like I that? Know, yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah. I did not know that. Thank you. Yes, they went there. I'm going Christ School. I think uh, I think they win by at least two touchdowns. So I've got I've got St. Joseph by ten. I think after the quarterback play, you know, throwing six interceptions. I don't think you bounce back that quick. I, I think St. Joseph takes this win. I'm in that. I'm in that boat as well. I'm also taking uh, the New Jersey uh, gauntlet that's coming down here to face off Christ School. Uh, I, I just, you know, the, the point about the quarterback that Lewis just made resonates. And also, if you're coming all the way down here from New Jersey, you're probably bringing another Alabama down here, right? I mean, then <laughs> let's be honest. So let's. Right? I've, I, I've got, um, I think the 11-hour trip will be a little too much. Um, going off of, you know, just from communicating with Mike off air, uh, Mike's pretty realistic. He knew he was playing Alabama last week. He looked watched film. Um, he watched film for my behalf and told me that he feels a little <laughs> bit better about this week. So I think Christ School, I think this is their week to get it going. Um, I know that quarterback play humongous concern in my eyes um they you know I, I know he's young I know he's I know he's just a freshman he doesn't look like a freshman um you you cannot give the ball up that much and expect your defense to just keep keep holding up holding up holding up I mean Brian Craig's not at Christ school so we're just not going to be able to we're not going to be able to you know do that and so 
Um, what I, what I will say is I, I think Christ school being at home, I think there'll be some buzz. I think the tailgating will be there. Um, for the listeners that have not been to a Christ school game, it's like a small college. Um, there's no rules over there. Um, you tailgate, you, it's really, you have a good time. You have, a, you have a fantastic time. And so, um, I've got, I've got Christ school. Um, I've got Christ school in a close one. I think that Khalil and Caden, I think that the athletes are just. Um, I think they make a big play to separate themselves. So two of us, Christ School, two of us, uh, St. Joe's. That's going to be a good game. Uh, looking forward to talking about that one next week. Pat is up last in our games of the week. Pat took Shelby coming to Reynolds to take on the Reynolds High School Rockets. Pat, uh, they're going to be able to pull out the win this week. So, yes, I think so. Um, and here's why. I, I think this was a big gut check for Reynolds on many fronts. Um, Reynolds came off a miraculous year last year. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, that was uh, a, literally a, um, a Hoosiers story that they played out. And they had the talent to play there, and they obviously lost some talent. Did they have on the cloth all-stars like they had the shoes? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, Hoosiers, the movie. Oh. I Go ahead, Pat. I'm I, sorry. You, you derailed me. No idea. Ugh. Anyway, the, the, that got uh, they, they got you know, a, you know, punch in the gut Friday night because they, uh, the reality set in that this is a new season. It's a new uh, whole ball game. We have a new crop, and it's time for people to grow up. And I, I have no doubt at all that today's practice – um, was probably one of the more brutal practices over at ACR based on um, you know what, what we saw Friday night. I think there was probably some challenges thrown out by the coaching staff to the, the seniors that are rising this year to uh, step up and take up leadership positions and, and rightly so. you know you, um, you're a senior on a proven program. Uh, it's incumbent upon you as a senior to, uh, to uh, you know, take a leadership role and, and bring your uh, your younger players up and and help develop them uh, and, and and continue the tradition, and uh, I, I have no doubt that that happened. I think that what you'll see are some clearly some adjustments. Obviously, this coaching staff knows what they're doing. They've been doing this a long time. They adjust on the fly. I don't think that there's going to be uh, you know uh, something that's jumped out that they haven't seen before. So I think they'll be able to make the appropriate adjustments. And um, also, you know, Shelby did lose to Kings Mountain. And I know scrimmages don't mean anything, but the scrimmage between Reynolds and Kings Mountain did end in a tie. Should have been 21-7. Well, in your opinion, and your opinion really sucks. So we'll just put that out there. Um, Reynolds, I think, will prevail at home in the home opener, and I think they're going to come out and they're going to have something to say about it. That's my opinion. I think Shelby brings in some wide receivers much more talented than what they've seen down there at uh, Forsyth. Yeah. I think the offensive line struggles are going to be so uh, much more apparent in this game, much more off uh, defensive line that's specialized for Shelby. I, I think Reynolds loses this by 14. I also I, I want to pick Reynolds. I do. I want to say they're going to bounce back here, but I, I I'm with Lewis. The line play outside of Brendan is tough, and uh, I want to see them do well. But it's not. I don't think it happens this week. I think Shelby wins again. Uh, they're very talented. They're very athletic, and it's going to be tough for Reynolds to hang. I believe. 
Carson? Well, I think I'm not sure Carson's even decided. No, yet. I'm just you. You threw me off there. I, I want. I didn't want to be. I didn't want Pat to be the only one. So, um, you guys didn't mind me being the only one last week. No, no, you were the only one. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with my gut, and I. I just don't think that. With Max Guest out, I do not think, and this is not me bashing Reynolds, me, this is, I think that Shelby comes up and Shelby takes the victory from AC Reynolds. And I think it's purely, I I was wrong last week on the defense, so I'm going to switch it up and, and prove, me, prove me wrong or prove me right. But, but right now, my humongous question mark is the AC Reynolds offense, and how many years can their defense carry them to where, you know, I mean, Brian Craig should be up for coach of the year at this point. And so, and that, and you all think I'm joking and, I, and I'm absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not. Reynolds is known to have a fantastic defense. They, they have a fantastic defense year in year and year after in, year, after year, year after year after year. And so, um, so my, my, I just, I'm telling you, I watched the last week's game twice, and I I watched it twice. Thank, shout out high school OT, but you know when when you got twelve runs, twenty one eight. I mean, you've got twenty one pass attempts, seven ended in sack or scrambled. You've got three pass attempts that ended with the ball actually traveling more than five yards. I just don't know if that's going to be enough because in I think next week Pat will be like, well, they, you know, their linebackers and their corners and their safeties, you know, they close really well. It's like, well, if there's no threat to go down the field, it's like, well, hell yeah, let's close quick because I, I don't know nothing about football, but if you can't pass the ball down the field, then why would they not? Why would they not close quickly? So, um, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Shelby here. I think that uh, AC Reynolds. I'd love for them. I'd love for them to prove me wrong. Um, do I think it would be just be the craziest thing in the world if they won? No, I don't. I don't. I I if AC Reynolds starts 0 and 4 with their tough schedule, um I will be I will be shocked because I don't think they start 0 and 4. Um I think that Reynolds still has enough athletes, still has enough talent to win to win football games. They're going to be there towards the end of the year. Um Coach Laws is not doing this schedule. He's not playing these games to for week one and it's August 21st. He don't care about August 21st. Coach Laws wants to be playing around Thanksgiving. And yes. And so, just, so just a follow up question: If if Max Guest is playing, Lewis, does the Reynolds win? I think if Max Guest is playing, I think they do win. But Car- I don't. Th- I don't think he's going to be playing. Right. Not, Carson, you think if Max is in? Max Guest is playing, I'm picking Reynolds, and I picked Reynolds last week without Max Guest playing, and they and I was a loser because of that. But Max Guest. It's a difference maker, guys. And we're gonna act like difference makers don't make an impact. I mean, I know, I know Pat sat here and said, you know, next guy up, you know, it's this and that. I thought Christian Lewis played fantastic last week. And the backup, and I thought he did okay. I thought there was running lane. I seriously thought they I thought they had better um you know, run blocking than they did pass blocking. And so I'm gonna sit here and say Max Guess. Max Guess is a superstar. And so I definitely think Max Guest plays a role. So I saw him in the video. He was in a, he was in a leg boot with crutches at the game. And so and you know how football goes. I mean, that could be absolutely precautionary. He could be strapping it up this Friday night. Um, but if he's not strapping it up, 
I don't think Reynolds. I don't think Reynolds does it. I, I'm in the same boat. If Max is playing and healthy, I also choose uh, Reynolds. So I just wanted to get your feel on that. Yeah. So guys, that's all our games for this uh, coming week. It's going to be exciting week two, and there's going to be a lot of lot of real good games. There's going to be some phenomenal games, and I'll make all of you eat crow when when Reynolds <laughs> wins this uh, this contest. And, uh, you know, it is the law's gauntlet. There's a reason for the four games up front, and I think that's a proven method. And it's sure. uh, a good way to give a little humble pie and a little growth opportunity before we hit conference. So and you, and you see again. the other coaches following suit. Court yeah. Radford, uh, you know, Irwin to an extent. So yes. we'll, we'll see. So now I need to find out, if you had a superpower, what would it be, Lewis? Mine would be invisibility. I could be anywhere I wanted to, hear any conversation. That's creepy. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Real creepy. Lewis is invisible as creepy. I agree, but I, I could be at any place, anytime, you would never know. Yeah. That would that would be my superpower. But, uh, what about you, Carson? You would be invisibility. I mean, that's just the most sketchy scumbag thing that I could oh, ever, yes. ever imagine. You would be invisibility. I mean, that is just the yes. most questionable thing. I would be flying. Um, and I think flying would be an unreal superpower. I mean, talk about you guys always give me hell for being late. I would never would be late if I could fly. Pat was late today. Pat was late today. I'm but, always late. But Pat, let me ask you this. If you could fly, would you be late today? Yeah, I'd probably still, <laughs> probably be, still be late. Yeah. But <laughs> other than that, we know that we can take away that Lewis would like to spy and sneak up on people and be invisible. Absolutely. Scumbag. And I would like to fly um, and look at pretty views and get places on time um, in a promptly manner. Pat, what about you? So I would be Doctor Strange and the Time Stone. I'd like to have that superpower. Explain to that to me. Manipulate time in the Marvel Manipul- superheroes. Okay. Manipulate Doctor time. Strange manipulates time. Okay. I would like to what would you like to do if you could ma- manipulate time right now? What would you? What would be the first thing you would do? Let's see. I'd go back and uh, get myself nice and skinny and fit, okay. and uh, be able to take on the world. Um, so for the listeners, Pat is sitting here at a crisp two hundred and twenty pounds. Oh, as far as you know, <laughs> okay. yes. Yes, that'd be my playing weight. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Mike? I think my super strength would probably be uh, super speed. I want to be super fast. Be able to zip around town like the Flash. Then, then you'd really be able to rub it in my ear about being late, wouldn't That's you? That's right, because I, I would not only be early, I'd be extremely early. Yes. Because uh, I do have a... My, my current superpower is I'm never late. I'm early everywhere I go. For instance, last Saturday, the football game, we got there before they even uh, – we were two hours before kickoff. They hadn't even put up the gates for the booster parking. We're in the booster parking lot because they hadn't even shut the gates yet. So, You're a bit obsessive. I am a little bit. Lewis is the same way. Absolutely. You two are not the same way. The party don't start till Pat and I get there. Right? Let's go. Let's put our hats on. Let's, Let's go. go. Come on. Woo. Jeez. Listen, guys, we got to thank the Bandettes for their uh, amazing intro song. Louis, do you want to sing it for us? I do not. Okay, well, I thought you were getting ready to sing it. We also need to, um, you know, get in touch with us. Let's hear your picks. 
Tell us what you think about our picks. Yeah, we're just a bunch of bloviating bags of hot air. Listen, we we love the interaction. And like some of us on this, we will not actually post your picks if you let us know who they are. <laughs> do I do that? Yeah, you did that. We talked about that last week. <laughs> I, well, I will. I will like to say we had a tremendous reaction from um, high school athletes, from high school coaches, um, from friends and family. Um, we've really, this has kind of t- taken a different life than we thought really. We thought we were just going to be entertaining ourselves. And obviously <laughs> that some was the of intent. that was the intent. Some of you guys have been entertained. Um, so please let us know where you think we're stupid, where you think that we're right, <laughs> where you think that you're wrong. Um, but I tell you what, we're having, we're having a good time with this. Um, we want to keep this going. We want um, more interaction with, with high school athletes. We want guys, this is all about celebrating and, um, highlighting these young student athletes, and that's what we're sitting here. We're taking time in our in our afternoon away from our families, and, and we're sitting here talking about a kids a kids game. Um, but it's something that's dear near and dear to heart, our hearts. So, uh, if you want to contact us, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. You can email us behind the beard wnc at gmail dot com, or, or or you can text Pat. Here's his phone number. It's Agony. Uh, okay, I'm not going to give you Pat's phone. But we are stupid from the minute Lewis hits the record button. Indeed. So, yeah. So I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, we look forward to uh, seeing how I'm perfect this week on picks, and uh, we'll get together next week and talk about how great I did. So thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Thank you. It was a good time. Thank you. Love you all. <laughs>